sir. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Kika Podcast brought to you by Kika Labs. My name is Victor V. I'm joined by my boy, Osai Lens, here, Bruce, and of course, the producer of the evening, Louis Lope, over there holding it down for us. Uh, but we do have a very, very awesome, super cool episode lined up for everybody today. Uh, this is, as you guys know, a little bit of a twist for us. We try to keep it interesting here at the podcast. So we're switching it up. We're doing a Zoom interview today, and we are joined by none other than Braden Surprenant from 97.3 The Fan. Braden, thank you for kicking it with us, man. Yeah, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yes, sir, man. Uh, what were your first thoughts when when you jumped on this on this call here with us? Like, uh, you're like, what am I doing here? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Who are these films? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, nothing too much, man. You know, just there you go. Sounds like some San Diego dudes just talking about life, shit, sports. You know, That's whatever right. it is. So That's right. I'm always, always willing to help out and, and jump on shows, especially uh, for local San Diegans. I know you guys are from Oceanside, but same deal, San Diego County. Yeah. So yes, uh, yeah. anytime. You see, I'm glad you like the idea of that because other people like like don't really consider North County as part of San Diego. I don't know what the whole thing about it is, but I do appreciate you saying that, though. Yeah, that's a county thing for me, especially. Um, right. You know, I'm I live down in Scripps Ranch. You know, I grew up in the Scripps Ranch Poway area. I went to Cathedral up in Del Mar, so that's North County. But you know, I have relatives that live down in South yeah. Bay and East County. Uh, mm-hmm. My parents are from the East County, so. All anything in part of San Diego County to me is, is San Diego. That's right. There you go. That's right. Yeah, same with me. Like uh I do shows all over uh California and, and when I'm outside of our county, I just say I'm a San Diego artist. Yes, sir. You know, uh Oceanside, it, it we're all San Diego, man. Right, no, I agree. I mean, we go to college and people say, Where are you from? Most people's uh, from San Diego County, say San Diego, and then you can say like, "Oh, what part of San Diego?" Then you can, you know, yeah. get more specific. Uh, same thing with like anybody I met from like Orange County. They'd never say like what city in Southern California. They would just say Orange County because people outside of the state have no idea what the cities are at. And they right. don't think you're so close <laughs> to like LA and stuff. But right, um, yeah. But San Diego to me is you know is the market is is the county of San Diego because um, everything we talk about is like that. And I don't. You know, I, I'm a big high school football guy, obviously, because I coach. So anything in the section of San Diego is pretty much San Diego to me. <laughs> right. Big time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, w- why don't you go ahead and, and and give the people that are watching here a little uh, background about yourself? Uh, born and raised uh, San Diegan. I'm a fourth generation San Diegan, too. So I'm very we're very rare out there. There's not a lot of us, um, you know, who've been here for, for multiple generations. So uh, San Diego, pride and uh, pride and true. I uh, grew up here, obviously, you know, went to uh, school, elementary school in Poway, then went on to uh, Cathedral, my mom went to uni. So that was pretty much where I was probably going to go. Most of my friends went to Cathedral coming out of elementary school too. Um, from there, I went to, uh, or sorry, at Cathedral, I played football and, um, you know, baseball and dabbled in some volleyball. I was always into sports. Um, from there, uh, college, I went to uh, TCU uh, Texas Christian University was a horn frog there. Worked for the football team when I was in school, which I thought was such a cool experience. Probably one of the best jobs I've ever had, um, nice. you know, in college, which was super cool. And they were good um, when I was there, which is awesome. Um, and then got a job back here. Um, you know, got my foot in the door, um, you know, at the radio station, kind of worked my way up uh, to on air stuff, which is what I wanted to do. So I studied in college. 
Um, I was a sports broadcasting major at TCU. That was a, an option over there. I uh, learned everything you could possibly do in sports media uh, on, on camera and off camera. Um, so I've just been, got my foot in the door here in San Diego, my hometown. I'm very blessed to, to be able to work in my hometown and, um, and, and be able to live here again and, and, uh, and be able to kind of, you know, grow, grow my craft, grow my brand, you know, get my reps. Um, and then, uh, and then we'll see where it takes me, obviously, uh, in the future. Um, I'm always open to move anywhere else, but this will always be home to me. Um, and I love it here. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in the, in the future, but uh, as of right now, living, living the dream, coaching football, um, doing, doing the talk show every day, co-hosting with, with John Contera and, um, and then, and then doing play by play for the university of San Diego. Um, so that's, that's, that's some of the things I do. I wear a lot of hats. I do a lot of things. I try to stay busy and, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of like the general synopsis of, of me at this point in my life. Yeah. That's a, that's a very impressive uh, resume, Braden. Wow. Uh, man, I, I don't even think any of us could uh, compare it to anything mm. like that. Oh, but, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but I do gotta ask. So how how is it that you ended up getting into radio, or what what was it that led you to that career? Uh, this is kind of like the opening that was available to get me back home. Um, you know, I probably could have stayed in the DFW market and and done different media things. Um, you know, they got a lot of sports teams, so it would have worked out. I was ready to come home, um, obviously, and I thought it'd be cool to to be able to work here. And uh, you know. Uh, at that time, when I was getting out of school, Padres moved their flagship station from, you know, back then 1090 to now, um, you know, not, it was at the time it was 94.9, but it was with Intercom, the radio station, the uh, right. the company. Um, so I was on the uh, 94.9 days, uh, which was really, really a, a, a interesting time for uh, for the Padres radio network, if you will, being on a uh, alternative rock station. So yeah. um, we tried to make it, we made it work as much as we could. It was a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, but the goal was always to have our own sports station. Um, so a lot of things, you know, kind of worked out. Some things didn't work out in the kind of the process of the development of the station. But, um, you know, with that came a lot of opportunity. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was doing play by play for my high school and, and coaching over at Cathedral and, you know, doing the doing the producing of the Padres games. And, you know, that led to, you know, getting more on-air opportunities. They heard some of my stuff at, at Cathedral and, and gave me a chance. A couple things, you know, happened with, with some changes where I was pressed into action to, to do a lot of different things. They wanted to do high school football and knew I was a high school football guy, so that was kind of my first, um, you know, real opportunity I had to take advantage of was calling the Granite Hills Helix game out at Granite. Um, you know, that was kind of like my, you know, you know your M&M uh, yeah. one shot right there. So, uh, so it was, it was, uh, I, I really don't get nervous anymore getting on air, but you know, that day I was a little nervous, but it was cool. I got to work with coach, um, and, and do the game and I was doing something I'd done, uh, for a long time, uh, doing play by play, something that, you know, I, I really want to do. That's my, that's my ultimate goal is, is to do that. So, um, you know, I was given a great opportunity to try to take the, make the most of it and they really loved it. And we continued to do that for a couple of years and, you know, I kind of got my foot in the door and, um, you know, I was producing, I was the executive producer of the pregame show for the Padres. And again, another, another thing where, you know, we made some, we made some changes at the station on the on-air lineup and, you know, some guys got pulled in different directions and, um, I was the one that built the the pregame show. And so I knew everything about it and they're like, well, why don't you host it? So, um, you know, for that one time, so I got to fill in, you know, once or twice and that led into filling in, 
um, you know, a couple times a week, which led to, you know, splitting with uh, Chris Ello and uh, he was doing the talk show and, and doing the pregame. So it was tough to do both. And, um, you know, and just another great opportunity for me to, to, to get on air reps and, and to be doing it in my hometown. It was, it was really cool. It's a, uh, it was a big blessing and, and not, couldn't ask for a better way to, you know, cut your teeth in the industry than doing major league baseball pre and post game shows. So, uh, you know, I'll, got to do that a little bit that led to, you know, off season, we kind of needed me, you know, kind of needed something for me to do uh, during the off season. So, you know, coaches show had an opportunity for, for me to, to produce and, and kind of get some honor air reps. I thought it was, it was probably a perfect match with, with coach and I were kind of built, you know, and, and cut from the same cloth, mm-hmm. um, you know, different ages, obviously, but um, you know, I grew up listening to coach. So it was kind of cool to get the opportunity to, uh, to, to be on his show, be part of the legendary John Contreras shows produced a lot of, you know, major, major yeah. radio guys. Like, yeah. you know, like the one that comes to mind, Jim Rome was uh, yeah. doing stuff with coach a long time ago. So, um, you know, it was a good opportunity for me and then COVID hit. So that was kind of weird. Um, you know, I'd never really produced a show before. I never really wanted to be a, you know, a producer. I still don't really want to be a producer. I just kind of want to do, you know, the on-air stuff, but you got to work your way up and, um, you know, producing shows. I, I really learned how to, do talk show stuff is, you know, COVID. I mean, it was hard to do. We had to produce shows every day with no, no content in a, in a time that was, was difficult for a lot of people. It was very difficult for me um, and people I knew. I mean, I knew it was tough for a lot of different people in terms of, you know, the pandemic and staying inside and, you know, just, you know, kind of throwing every everyday life through a loop. So having to produce shows in between working in a studio by myself, not seeing people for, uh, for yeah. months on end, not seeing, you know, coach in person, um, and, and trying to come up with content and, you know, try to put like, you know, your own, I wouldn't say like depression, but, you know, kind of level of, of depression and, and sadness that everybody was feeling and, and try to make people happy uh, yeah. in a time that nobody was really, really happy. So, um, you know, I, I think that was some of our best work. And that's that's kind of where you make your money in this industry. It's, you know, it's easy to sit here now and talk about the Padres and, and how bad they are when they're in the playoff run last year i mean that you know that's 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 easy stuff it's you know you make your money in this industry when it's not easy when you're when you're doing shows like that so um you know i just got a lot of reps doing that and then doing that um you know usd their athletic director bill mcgillis who um you know is 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 a really good really good guy and i enjoy working for him he gave me a call and he listens to the show so um he asked if i was interested in doing play-by-play and that's obviously that that's that's actually what i want to do and i told him i was like that's that's what i want to do so um, you know, and I'd love to do it. So he brought me in, we, you know, kind of talked and, um, and he had, he had a spot for me to, to kind of do play by play for USD. And that again, same thing turned into like filling in once or twice to doing it, you know, a couple times a week to, you know, taking over some of the, some of the stuff that, uh, their main guy, Jack Cronin, uh, doesn't do. So another good opportunity there. And, um, you know, just trying to run with it, trying to get my reps, trying to, uh, you know, build my own brand and, and come up with my own reel. So, uh, you know, I'm, I can, I can make that next step, uh, wherever that may be, but, um, you know, that, that's kind of where I got to where I am right now. And, you know, there's a lot of different times where I go, maybe I should have stayed in Texas, but you know, it's, it's fun to be here where my family's at, um, to be able to coach at my high school, uh, such a blessing. Um, and you know, how everything has played out. It's, it's, it's really, it's really cool now I think about it and it's tough to, um, you know, you, you, you know, it's funny. One of my teachers from TCU says this all the time. He's like, you want to, he's like, you want to be at the next level yesterday, but mm-hmm. it takes time and you have to, he's like, e- even though you're always pushing for more at some point, you know, in your life, you gotta, you gotta sit back and, 
and enjoy some of it too and see what you've accomplished. So um, when I do kind of interviews like this, I, I, you know, I kind of realize how blessed I am, even though I'm, you know, you know, maybe the money's not where I want to be, you know, maybe right. I'm not living where I want to be, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's part of the process. And, um, you know, I tell kids all the time, I've, I've talked to TCU classes. I've talked to cathedral kids. I've talked to a lot of different people that want to get in the industry. And, you know, I tell them all the time, it's like some guys, you know, everybody gets dealt a hand of cards and some people's cards are really good. Some people's cards are really, really bad. Some people's cards are kind of in the middle. Um, you know, I have some good cards that, that work on my side and, you know, mm -hmm. I don't have those, those, those ace in the holes of, you know, having the right last name or like knowing, you know, you know, right. having the dad that that's done it before. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of with that. So as much as, you know, you get frustrated when you see people or kids your age or around your age or younger than you that, that had that nice step and, and were given that great opportunity. Um, you know, and you, I, everybody's, everybody's got their, their cards and you got to make the most of it what you can. And, um, and eventually you got to perform. And so that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to work on now is keep getting the reps on the show, trying to make a good, good show, working on my play by play on the side and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of enjoying everything I can right now because, you know, eventually I'm going to have to give up the coaching, which is going to suck, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. I, I enjoy it. I, uh, I enjoy giving back to the, to the kids. It's, it's really, it's really a good time and I do it for free. They, they pay me, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, like most, most high schools do, but, um, trying to do, trying to do a little bit of everything and, and try to keep my, uh, kind of dabble in everything, but that's a very long answer to your question of how I got into this. We love it. We love it. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what it's about, you know, and I, I like that you said, you know, it's about the process because everybody wants to get to the destination, but you know, there, there's beauty between that road, you know, that, that there's a lot of turns, twists, the things that come at you sideways, but, it's it's about being able to deal with those situations that that actually help you get better and and you know if it wasn't for the boat then you know might as well just teleport there mm -hmm. yeah and then like uh uh what you were talking about as well like uh on radio it's it's kind of about the reps it's kind of about just being accessible being there for the station being uh that guy that they can lean on uh when nobody else is around you know and um I've, I've noticed, you know, I'm a big, uh, like, uh, I love sports. I'm a big sports guy. It's just baseball hasn't been my thing. College football hasn't really been my thing. But, like, uh, NBA, NFL, of course, you know, those are easy to get into. And I do listen to a lot of those uh, sports stations. And I've noticed that um, sometimes the producers are, you know what, we're, we're going to – I'm I'm the guy now today, you know. I'm over here working. I'm over here doing the things because uh, nobody else wants to do it. So I'm here. I'm putting in the work. And those guys are the ones that usually get promoted or get picked up from a different city, a different team. Oh yeah. And get onto being the main guys for there. So, yo, shout out to your journey. Uh, I know for a fact, man. You keep going. You keep doing your thing. It's gonna happen for you, bro. Yeah, especially uh, you bringing up 2020. 2020 was. Uh, pretty insane globally. I mean, we definitely felt that here at the podcast uh, with transitioning from uh, doing this podcast live in breweries to uh, not being able to be at breweries anymore and then having to get office and then figuring out how the lease works and how to set up the equipment. It, it's it, it's the process. You know? it's, mm -hmm. it's part of the journey. And, you know, honestly, if it wasn't because of that, we, we ourselves wouldn't be as grateful for what we do have right now. Hey, man, I was still working during COVID. 
I was one of the few that didn't get paid. <laughs> yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> it does happen. And, and that's such a big, like, asterisk, or not even asterisk, but it's just such a big, like, bookmark in everybody's life uh, right now is how did you get through the pandemic? How did you get through this this time of, like, no sports at one point, no nothing going on. Like, everybody stay at home. When everybody's at home, there's nothing going on. Um, and and I know for a fact, like, uh, when you're talking sports and, and it's the off season, you have to try to create content when it's oh, yeah. not really there. And for people that can do that, that that's amazing. Yeah, and actually, that kind of leads me to, uh, to my next question for you, Braden. Uh, since you were talking about the uh, play-by-play for uh, the university and the high school and also the station, uh, what, what takes you longer to prep up and get your notes? Like, the is it the radio station or, or when you have to prep up for, for a live game that you have to uh, do the play-by-plays for? Uh, it's kind of the same. Like, the, the rule of thumb is for every hour you're on the air, you should have an hour of prep. And then, you know, that's something that I kind of uh, – that, that I'm definitely – that I definitely do. Um, you know, the show, the show is a little bit easier in a sense that, um, you know, a lot of our stuff's built in and we already know kind of like what we're going to do for a lot of different things. Um, you know, like we do, we do kind of the same, you know, thumbprint, if you will, whereas, you know, the live play by play is, you know, you're, you're researching and, and it just kind of, it, it depends on like, you know, what you're doing. So like at USD, you know, I, I do all, you know, I'm, I'm going to have USD as one of the teams every single time for either, you know, for any of the sports, so whether it be women's basketball, volleyball, you know, soccer, uh, men's and women's soccer, um, you know, and men's baseball and girls softball. Those are, those are all the sports I do. Um, you know, I know all of our players, you know, I, I know, you know, it's so like, you know, the prep for our, our, our teams in particular, that's kind of an off season thing leading into the season. And then, you know, by the time leading up to the game, um, you'll do, I'll, I'll do a lot of prep work on the other, on the other teams can get some storylines, um, you know, and, and it just depends on the sport too, like basketball, um, you know, you're really just calling the action. Uh, you can kind of fit in a couple of things, but in reality, it's, you know, it's so fast paced, especially with radio type broadcasts. Um, and I don't have a color analyst, so it's just kind of me. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, there's only so much, you know, fill time you really have to do. Uh, soccer, you can add a little bit more because there's a little bit more downtime of them passing back and forth. But again, it's mostly the the action. And then then for baseball, I have to do a little bit more prep work, um, you know, and and get to know the players a lot more. So, and, and Brock, the head coach has, has done an unbelievable job in in, in being the new head coach at USD, but Mm -hmm. you know, in his second year, he he's really, you know, he's one of the coaches that really gets like the media aspect of it. And he understands too, that like I work for them. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, independent as much as I am technically an independent contractor, I mean, I'm in a USD employee. So right. um, he knows like what he tells me is, you know, is, is confidential. And, you know, I use it to, to make myself sound more intelligent on broadcast. Like, you know, I'll know who's pitching and who's not, you know, yeah. for that day or like guys that are down. So like, um, you know, in certain situations I'll be like, Oh, you know, this, you know, they'll probably warm up him or, you know, what, like, you know, just different things that, or I'm not, I'm not giving any secrets away, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I know what's going on and, and, you know, I can kind of, you know, call it before it happens. Um, and with that, you know, he gives me uh, great access to, to the team. I go to practices and games and, 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 you know, I'm there early before games and, you know, talk to the kids and kind of develop relationships, kind of the old school way, um, you know, broadcasters are able to prep for games that you don't really see too much at the professional level. These, these teams like to keep the media away as much as possible. Um, but, 
you know, I know, I know like most of the play-by-play guys and professional sports now they're all employees of the team. So they have, mm-hmm. you know, they, they understand and a lot of the players understand that it's, it's kind of the same relationship. So, um, you know, in, in terms of prep, you know, for play-by-play it probably takes a little bit longer just because it's just me doing it. And, you know, you want to be able to tell the story. You want to be able to know what's going on. Uh, and you're learning a brand new team every single week where, you know, with the talk show, I mean, especially in San Diego, or it doesn't really matter what the market is. Um, you know, you're kind of focused on the same team the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people like, you know, that listen to our station, they want to know what's going on with the Padres. Um, you know, it's obviously a big baseball town now with the Chargers, uh, you know, that they, that they departed. So, you know, we don't get as much, you know, Chargers content anymore, which is fine by me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still you know, pissed off that they left, Uh, but, but, you know, at the same time, like, you know, we'll, we'll do a little bit of San Diego state stuff, but that really doesn't move the needle as much. It's just such a unique sports town. So, um, you know, I try to go, you know, it's very Padre centric and there's a lot of times where coach and I don't really necessarily want to talk about the Padres. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we're saying the same thing over and over again, but you know, that's what the audience wants. So you have to, you know, you have to do what the audience wants to listen to. And right now it's, it's very much Padres. So for us, I mean, it's kind of the same storylines, a lot of the prep works kind of the same. So, um, you know, the play-by-play probably is, is where you can get a little bit more unique. You can tell stories. You can, you could really dive in and, and do some serious research. And then, you know, you're not, not really time constrained with, with breaks and everything like that, like you are with the talk show. So, um, you know, I put a lot of time in the talk show, uh, coach does too. coaches. I've never seen anybody prepare. My, he probably over prepares to be honest with yeah. you. I've never seen a guy prepare so much for a show. I mean, he's got, wow. He's got everything. He, I mean, he'll have a full breakdown every hockey game that happened the night before. We haven't talked about hockey in two years. Yeah. You know, I go, well, we'll never talk about hockey. And but he's just ready. Town, but he's ready to go. You know, that's the coach in him. And so, wow. like for me, the coach in me too. You know, you want to be prepared, so you got to do a lot of extensive research. Uh, the, the the internet definitely helps with that. You can kind of find stuff a lot quicker. Oh yeah. Um, you don't have to. You, know, you can kind of you know on the fly in between breaks kind of add some stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, we prepare a, a lot for that show. There's a lot of stuff we don't even get in. But um, to long story short, yet again, the play by play is probably a lot more prep than the everyday talk show. So uh, speaking of college, NCAA tournament, um, how was that? Was that craziness that went down with the whole tourney, man. Like, were you expecting uh, San Diego State in basketball to go as far as they did? Like, did, when did you realize, like, yo, they can actually do this? Um, I never really thought they could actually. I didn't think they were actually gonna win the whole thing. I mean, I yeah. thought, <laughs> I thought for sure that they, you know, I, I thought for sure if they didn't make the Elite Eight, you know, I, I wouldn't really call it a failure, but it was borderline failure because their team was loaded. We all knew they were gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd never made it past the sweet 16. I thought if they, they made it to the sweet, sweet 16, it'd be kind of an average season for San Diego mm-hmm. state. Um, you know, not to not the program. Cause I think they're doing a great job, but that's just how yeah. much the program has excelled mm-hmm. um, yeah. in the team that they had. So, you know, I, I thought, I thought they could make the elite eight. And then when you make the, when you make it that far at that point, you're playing with house money. It's like, you yeah. know, you, you win a game here or there and all of a sudden you're in the final four and, um, you know, with March Madness and, and college basketball, it's kind of like football too. I mean, in, with college, it's so difficult to win a national championship that, um, you know, making to a final four is like winning a national championship. If you win, if you win your regional, um, and you go to the final four, I mean, you're hanging a banner that's and anything after that's kind of house money. So, uh, the fact that they just made the final four, I thought was, was amazing. And then, um, yeah, I didn't think they were going to pull that game out against FAU. And, and that was kind of a remarkable, 
uh, finish to that game too. And the fact that they got to play in the national championship was yeah, that last was shot. Insane. I think it's just legendary at this point. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it was such a cool thing. Um, you know, it was a cool thing for the city. I know a lot of people that, um, you know, they, they're not, they might not be from here. They might not even go to San Diego state. I mean, they kind of, they got behind the team, which, which I think is cool. You know, I got some friends that are like, you know, you know, they're, they're, they didn't go to San Diego State. They went to some other schools that were kind of Aztec rivals, and they were getting all disgruntled that people were rooting for. I'm like, dude, who cares? Like, you know, it's the city. Like, I, I support, you know, right. my local teams, you know. Um, and, yeah, you know yeah, they, make, they make the arguments, like, would you root for SMU? I'm like, no, but, I, you know, I'm not living in Dallas, you know. So why are you applying your shit to mine over here? Right, I'm right, having right, a great right. time. So, <laughs> You know, it was cool. So, you know, to, you know, the fact that they lost kind of sucks. And, you know, TCU made the national championship of football uh, and got blown out. I mean, to, to have, you know, two of my, you know, schools that I root for go to the national championship in two different sports in the same year was pretty remarkable, especially since I've never seen a championship in my lifetime for any of my teams. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of cool to get to that point. But um, it would be nice. It'd be nice if they were able to win. But that, that was a crazy tournament. San Diego State accomplished a lot. It's going to be hard to replicate that. But, um, you know, they're here to stay. They're here to be a, a, a contender every year. And, you know, March Madness, like a lot of tournaments, is about getting hot at the right time. So if they can get hot at the right time, you know, who knows if they can uh, make it back to the Final Four. But what an impressive accomplishment for the Aztecs last year. Yes, sir. Shout out to the Aztecs, man. Um, one thing that I – one of the storylines I did notice uh, when they started getting hot and started going you know, round after round, started going in, uh, there was a big sentiment on where where's Kawhi Leonard's uh, support? Where Where is he? Um, from the national standpoint, I didn't really see too much. But what about from from you guys on the floor level? Did you guys uh, hear from him, see him, talk to him, or did you guys, uh, you know, was he out there supporting? Good point, dude. Oh, Kawhi, I don't know if he was there or not. I'm sure he was supporting. I mean, he works out at San Diego State all the time. Yes, uh, he donates a lot of money to the school. Um, so I would imagine he's probably so automatically uh, already like probably already. I'm, there. Sending, I'm sending money, man. I don't have to say anything. <laughs> well, That's you know, it, it's just kind of the guy Kawhi is. I mean, he's not like a spotlight guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. nobody heard heard him laugh until that awkward laugh he had in Toronto when he yeah. first went up to the to the Raptors and big time. You know, he was hurt like most of the year. I think it would have been, you know weird for him to to go out there and and you know and be at the game while the clippers were playing somewhere else you know so if from from all those kind of perspectives you know i'm not mm -hmm. you know surprised that he wasn't able to be there i'm sure he showed his support it was cool to see a lot of the other aztecs uh alum be able to show their support and um you know all all of the alumni were you know not just the athletes but even like the the actors out there that, mm -hmm. that went to san Diego state so yeah. uh, it was kind of cool to see to see all that and you kind of have to do that as as an alum, but you know, he's a guy that works out at San Diego state and he's there all the time. And he's a very simple, simple guy. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not overly surprised. I mean, cause it's a lot different. Like when he was, he was at the Padre games, like in the playoffs, I mean, they're not playing yet. So, you know, he yeah. can go to those games and he's in town and stuff, but I'm sure he was trying to work it back, but you know, it, it was, it was cool that it was cool to see San Diego state, you know, yeah. really accomplish some new heights in college basketball. Definitely. And, and yeah. I was, I was one of those guys that were, you know, was was uh defending Kawhi. Like people were like, "Where's Where's Kawhi? Where's Kawhi?" And I was like, "Man, he doesn't have to be have to be a cheerleader, man. Doing, have to know? be like, like front and center." Yeah, exactly. You know, like he's been supporting this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes you don't want to be a distraction, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to make it about you. Like 
you know, TCU's biggest, you know, guy, Gary Patterson, who, who left the school, you know, it was a mutual parting of ways and he was coaching at Texas, but mm-hmm. all of his guys were playing, you know, those were a lot of his guys he recruited and he was at the national championship, but it was like, you know, the whole time he was trying to stay away and not be a distraction, you know? So like, I could, I could see Kawhi being like something like that, but I just, he's just a simple, he's, he's a simple guy. Like, you know, yeah. not, you know, he's intelligent obviously, but he's just, he's 100%. just likes the simple stuff. You know, he's just, he's just, he's just a chill everyday dude. Like everybody else. Yeah. Um, he's just incredibly large and plays basketball. That's the only yeah. difference. That's what it is, man. And shout out to Kawhi Leonard, man. Uh, shout out. He's doing it. He, he is the truth. And uh, have you seen his hands <laughs> in oh, real life? Massive. Well, Dude. the other thing too, I was on a, when I was in college when he was still playing for the Spurs. Uh, you know, back when I was in college, like uh, Dallas, they ha- had a rule like if you ha- if you flew to South if, um, if you flew to Love Field, mm-hmm. uh, so they have two airports in Dallas. They got DFW, which is like a huge um, airport, and then they have Love Field, which is like the old one, which is in you know downtown Dallas. Um, you know, Southwest is like the only airline that flies the Love. Uh, and to make it competitive with DFW, like in order to fly Southwest at the time, you had to land somewhere else before you could land in Texas. They didn't have direct flights anywhere. Um, it was like some weird rule they had in to, to encourage people to go fly out of DFW or whatever. So right. uh, during that time, you know, I was flying to like, you know, to get to TCU, I'd fly to Vegas or Albuquerque or Austin, um, or I had to fly like to fly home. I'd go through San Antonio or Austin. So one one time flying home i went through san antonio and it was the same plane so like you know when you're on the there were flown uh you know on those jets before where you're you know you got to stop somewhere but you don't deplane because your plane's mm-hmm. going uh so they wait and they count everybody up and it's like me and four other people and then the first guy on the flight from san antonio is, is i'm sorry it's a southwest flight it's Kawhi leonard he walks in he already had that gigantic contract he signed. <laughs> and he's taken he's taken southwest yeah at the cheapest flight um all he did was pay for like the the pre-board thing because he had to because he can't fit in the seats so he had to right. go sit in the, the your, uh, exit row yeah yeah Damn. so he he was the first one on the they had him be the first one on the plane and he sits in the exit row which is like two rows in front of me and it was like Kawhi Leonard's just flying back to San Diego, flying Southwest. You know, it's just, just a, just an average guy. You know, just like a yeah. guy like you and me. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if he's as like that as much. I know he's got a house in Rancho Santa Fe now, but you know, yeah. you got to spend that money on something, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you know what? Like, shout out to him. Shout out to everything that he's accomplished. And and I'm sure uh, the Clippers have something to say this next season coming up. You know, I'm excited for it. Once my guy is healthy. Uh, he's he's unstoppable. Oh yeah, dude. I, I think I think the the Clippers they they have the potential to uh, you know reach it all the way to the finals, but it's just been the last couple of seasons where they're so close, but it's just the injuries kill them. How'd you feel when he went to the Clippers? Uh, I I mean I, I thought it was kind of cool. He was back in Southern California, but you know it'd be yeah. cool if the Clippers were still in San Diego. You yeah, know what I'm saying 100%. Clippers are still in San Diego. Yeah. The Clippers were still in San Diego. And they had Kawhi Leonard, and then you had Tatis on the Padres, and then mm-hmm. you know the Chargers were still here, and you had Justin Herbert. Oh, that'd be, be kind of a fun. Man. That'd be kind of a fun San Diego deal, especially yeah. if the Chargers were in their powder blues with the brown and Dude. golds of the Padres. Bro, yeah. you you'd be even more busier than you are now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be, a lot, it'd be a lot easier. Like after after the weekend the Padres had, you could just move on to the next thing. Oh well, you know what's Kawhi yeah. Leonard up to, or like time to get ready for Chargers camp, but. Yep. Can't do that. Can't have the distraction of the other team. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, well, let's tap into that real quick, Brady, since we're still talking sports and we're talking San Diego. Because uh, 
we know San Diego is quote unquote a small market, but with the up and coming changes that we're seeing, uh, do you think that San Diego is ever going to get away from that where they could be more than just a small market? They're, they're always going to be a small market because it's very unique. Mm. Uh, you know, market size is different. It's not like population. It's not, you know, it's, it's TV markets and radio markets are very, it's very complicated. I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the, I'm going to paint it in a simple way for San Diego, but it is, you know, it's, it's more than just how many people are here. Um, you know, for, for markets, I mean, if you look at the San Diego market, uh, you have an ocean to your West. So you have nothing out West aside from like the barren wasteland of the Pacific ocean. Mm-hmm. You have a desert to the East where you have nothing but desert. You have a major city, the biggest city on the Western United States in Los Angeles to the North of you. And you have an international border to the South of you. I mean, you're kind of like pinned in a corner where like, you're mm-hmm. never going to, you're never going to be, you're never going to outgrow your, your deal. So like all these like big markets they talk about are, you know, cities that have all these other cities around them. Right. So like New York, obviously they're the main focal point in an area right. that includes multiple States, even like Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Jersey, uh, Denver's got nothing around except for a bunch of different States and they're the biggest city. So they got this big market because they're the big city in their, in their mm-hmm. area. DFW again, I mean, Dallas, Fort Worth uh, area is very big, but it can grow and it can expand, um, you know, where they have all these other smaller cities that are around the DFW market. It's so, it's so big. So for San Diego, I mean, they're never really going to grow in market size. You know, and the other thing that kind of hurts them, um, you know, they need more, you know, in, in terms of, you know, major, you know, sponsorships, major TV deals, you need major, um, advertising, right. Um, you know, especially with the TV deals, you need people to spend top dollar, which is just, you know, we, you don't have too many of those companies in San Diego. Sure. You got Qualcomm and Petco and, um, you know, I'm sure you can think of a couple more, but Mm -hmm. you know, the grand, grand scheme of things, it's not like a huge, huge, um, population of major, you know, company headquarters Yeah. Um, in those major company headquarters. Those are the ones that pay for all the suites. Those are the ones that pay top dollar for ad revenue. Those are the one on TV. Those are the ones that pay for radio revenue. So, you know, I mean, you talk about the Bally sports situation and um, it doesn't really matter how good the Padres are. Um, You know, they were, they were costing, you know, uh, Sinclair a ton of money because they couldn't sell the advertising. And, you know, we run into the problem too. And it has nothing to do with the Padres or our product. It's, you know, there's only so many people available or companies available to spend the amount of money you need to spend in order to run, um, you know, your team to that level. You know, like in Los Angeles, they have that billion dollar TV contract. Yeah. Because they have all these companies that can sponsor it. And the Dodgers are a big deal in terms of population and, mm-hmm. and market size. Where in San Diego, you just don't you just don't get that. So um, I think it's growing. I think San Diego could support multiple teams. I think you've seen that with um getting an MLS team. I think you see that with the, uh, the women's league team that we have that do mm-hmm. a really good job. San Diego Legion uh, do a good job with attendance. Uh, attendance numbers are up at a lot of different local colleges. I mean, you got three D one colleges now uh, in San Diego. And uh, you know, the goal, I mean, even the goals, like the goals are, you know, top 10 in in, um, in uh, attendance in the AHL. And they were the worst team in the AHL last year. I mean, the worst like, historically, <laughs> historically bad, which is unfortunate because they're, their parent uh, company, if you will, or, you know, their, their, uh, you know, the, the Anaheim Ducks run the whole thing. 
Uh, they're a really ro- well-run organization, so it's kind of surprising. But, mm-hmm. you know, people go to their games. I mean, they have top top five attendance, top six attendance, I think it is, in the AHL. So uh, it's not to say San Diego doesn't support their teams. And, you know, I, I've heard a lot of arguments against it because I know, like, the whole Stan Kroenke thing, which I think is mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, yeah. you, know, you know, everybody goes, like, well, they had two NBA teams and they failed before. Yeah, but, like, the last time the NBA here was 1983, um, which was 12 years before I was born anyway. But I'm going to tell you right now, you know, you can't tell me San Diego in 1983 is the exact same as San Diego in 2023. It's totally, exactly. totally different town now. There's 100%. way more transplants that we're going to watch their own teams. Uh, and there's so many people that if you build it, they will come. I mean, look yep. at Peco Park. Yep. I mean, before the Padres were even good, they had they started to get more people to go to the games because the Padres, to their credit, made it the place to be. I mean, they made it a cool place. They kept putting money into their stadium. They kept coming up with different promotion ideas. They made you know, Petco Park on the weekend, the cool spot in town to hang out, regardless if you like baseball or not. I mean, people love going to like Padre games. They don't even watch the game. They're just yeah. there to have fun. They go to Beer Fest on Friday. They go That's to like walk on the park. I mean, there's so yeah. many of my friends that like don't really care about baseball that love going to Padre games. And they, yeah. they kind of created that. So to me, I think you can create that. Um, you know, we're a big enough city in terms of population where you could be able to fill that. But the biggest thing obviously is, Got to be able to sell the sweets. That's where all the money is now in, in sports. So uh, if they right. can do that, they'll be in good shape. But I, I think I think Stan Kroenke's up to something. He's obviously not going to move any of his teams here. Yeah. Uh, but he knows a lot of rich people. Yeah. And he's very, very much an influencer uh, in a lot of different leagues. He owns, you know, I think a team in every major league, if you will. So with him involved, I think he's going to find a tenant. He's not going to build that thing to, to not have anybody be in there full time aside from concerts. Uh, it's not it's not worth his investment. Yeah, no, very, very exciting times here in San Diego, especially, as you mentioned, with the uh, mid, uh, mid midway district getting redeveloped. Uh, I don't know. I still think that there's a possibility of an NHL team. I mean, the the Coyotes are trying to move around. So maybe we'll see them here in San Diego. Who, who knows? But uh, NBA, I could I could see it happening, but it's going to take a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah, I think for NBA, we might be like third or fourth on the list. You know, I know there's a lot of uh, hype right now around the Las Vegas market. Uh, You know, Las Vegas. I mean, they just swooped up on Oakland. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Oakland Oakland messed that up. You know, Oakland messed that up 100%, man. But uh, I I just, uh, we do a lot of business out there in in Las Vegas and just the the, the hype that goes down there with the UFC, um, the NFL now, right? Now we got MLB coming in. Um, well, potentially. It's, it's still potentially. Not right, right. And, uh, you know, just everything that's going on over there, I, I think is going to help uh, San Diego out a lot. Just because, you okay. know, they, they have one street, one street where they're putting all of this uh, entertainment out there. And, of course, that's right now. In the United States, that's the entertainment capital of the world, I want to say. But uh, um, outside of that, I think if if there's things going on in Las Vegas, we're, we're a short drive away from there. Um, that will help us, our market out a lot. Well, I mean, and the Knights just won the, the NHL Stanley Cup. Right, so. and, yep. and as well as women's basketball as well. They just won the championship. Now they just need the Raiders to win, but <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you don't want that to happen. <laughs> 
No, I don't care. I don't want. Oh, I that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once the NFL left, dude, my NFL love is like totally gone. I mean, I I kind of root for the Cowboys now, but if they win, I'm not like super excited. If they lose, right. I don't really care. America's team. Um, like, good yeah. For them. Well, I mean, I I kind of did just because I was in you know Fort Worth and yes, you know that's right by Arlington, so. Um, it's kind of cool to have like the you know root for the Cowboys. Plus, it pisses a lot of people off, which is kind of funny. Cowboys, but you know, I root for the cow. The other reason why I root for the Cowboys is they're the Chargers, of the NFC. I mean, mm-hmm. every year they're projected to be really good, and they yep. never do it. They go about five hundred, and they disappoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it's the perfect fit. It's perfect uh, to fill my life. But you know, as much as I thought I'd miss them more, I, I really don't. I mean, after like about a year, it's just like I watch Red Zone, I watch all the different games, and that's it. I mean, I really don't need yeah. a team and. You know, college football has kind of like been my new thing. It's so weird because it's like in San Diego, like college football is not a big deal. I know San Diego State's trying to make it a big deal. And right. the only way you make it a big deal is if by, you know, getting the word out and again, doing exactly what Petco did with the Padres. But uh, you go from that in- environment and then you go to college in the South. I mean, TCU is not nearly as big as some of these other schools, um, but football was like a huge deal down there. And, you know, working for the team, I mean, we went to, I went to every city in the Big 12 except for the two schools in Kansas, but you know Morgantown, West Virginia was you know a wild place for on a college football Saturday. Austin, Texas was just like wow. we were walking on the field at Austin. In Austin, uh, we played them on the Friday after Thanksgiving on Black Friday because um, they got rid of the, the Thanksgiving tradition. They played yeah, they A&M, did. but they haven't played AM in a long time. So we kind of us and Texas Tech kind of filled the void every other year. Uh, so it was our turn to play them on Thanksgiving. They bumped it to, to Black Friday or whatever. But I'm down on the field before the game um, and because uh, I, I had to shoot highlights that game. So I was on the field uh, before just kind of like, you know, taking it all in. You know, you look up in that stadium, it just – it looks like it goes on forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been a big – and I've been a big – I've been in Jerry's world. I've been in some big stadiums. Yeah. You go to Texas, you know, you go to um, – Get what they call the name of that stadium but you know where the longhorns play you look up and it's just like it, the stadium goes to the heavens and so i'm like looking up at this like monstrosity of a stadium i mean the thing is just ridiculous holds over a hundred thousand people um and i look down i look and on our side on our sidelines stocking the sidelines in a blazer a dress shirt jeans and cowboy <laughs> boots is matthew mcconaughey and he was wow. just walking down the he was just like taking it all in watching TCU warm up, like trying to evaluate whether or not the Longhorns were going to get him or like he was going to scout him to tell Charlie Strong <laughs> at the time, like what needed to be done. Um, and it was just a different, it's just a different world down there. I mean, they had so many celebrities on the sideline. Um, it was crazy. And then they'd show Matthew McConaughey on, on the big board. He had his little yeah. scotch and he'd toast. And he'd be like, hey, nice. you do that all the time. That that smirk on his face. Yep. But, you know, that hey, it's just a different, it's just a different world. And that was in the big 12. And then, you know, my brother goes to Tennessee now. So I went out for Tennessee, Alabama last year, which was just like the most oh, bonkers game ever. Wow. Tennessee beat Alabama for the first time, in like 20 years. So Knoxville, like burned yep. to the ground that night. It was just insane. But you know, I, I, as much as Oklahoma and Texas were like huge, I mean, there was nothing like an sec game and that entire environment was just, I, it was, it's just, it's just nothing. It's, it's, it's so hard to describe. It's, I said on air a couple months ago, you know, college football in the United States is the closest thing we will ever have to European soccer with the traditions, yeah. the pageantry, the crazy fans, mm-hmm. um, you know, the passion that they have for their home, uh, you know, college town team is, is, is that's, that's kind of the same deal. And so I went to the Tennessee game last year. I went to Georgia 
Tennessee and Athens, Georgia. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just people are tailgating all day. They've been going there as a family for generations. The same yeah. thing. They they plan their whole Saturday around it, and it's such a cool environment. So it's tough that uh, you don't get to see that as much in in uh, in San Diego. But you know where I was going with that is you know I I was exposed to to that type of football, you know right as the Chargers left, and uh, so I'm, I'm I went from <laughs> NFL like kind of zero college because it was San Diego State and they're in the Mountain West and. You know, I was growing up, they, they were losing a Cal Poly, and it was just like, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like the good old days of the Don Coriel days or the Marshall Falk days were lighting up a scoreboard, you know. So, like, I went from that college football to, you know, when I was at TCU, they were, like, in the playoff hunt in 2014, um, and they're in the thick of things. So, you, you got sucked in. And so, now it's – I went from, like, all NFL to zero, and no college to, like, all college and, like, just fantasy football for the NFL. So – Wow. Um, I'd love to see San Diego get a team again. I will say that I'll never not hold out hope for the Chargers to come back or for us to get a team. Um, you know, and I'll support whoever comes if they come. It could be the Raiders, it could be the Chiefs, it could be any That's team right. that I used to hate as a Chargers fan. I don't really care if it says Just San Diego in front. I'll uh, I'll root for them. But um, they had a thing uh, the other day. I think I guess it was a year ago now. Uh, Florio of Pro Football Talk mm-hmm. had had a, had an article out about the NFL wanted to expand to forty teams. Um, you know, they want the stadiums to be smaller. So uh, there's a lot of things that, that that are keeping the hope alive, I think, for San Diego. And, um, you know, you could be a curmudgeon to be negative about it and, and try to be all smart and shit all the time and be like, oh, that's never going to happen. Or you could you know, think about it in a positive outlook. And I'm not even that big of a positive guy. I mean, I'm kind of negative most of the time. But, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, to sit there and just, you know, what, what are you going to get out of just saying it's never going to happen? say you're right like who cares like right i hope it happens like i think they still have a chance to to come back i think there's a chance for the nfl the nhl and the nba to be here i mean there's a lot of different hoops that uh you'd have to jump through there's a lot of teams you'd have to uh uh you know please you know all those teams in la are not going to want an nba team you know competing in their what they call their market and same Mm -hmm. thing with the nhl i mean the anaheim ducks are not going to like the fact that you're going to move you want to move a team in their backyard that they claim as their territory especially when they're ahl affiliates here so a lot of different moving parts but money changes all of that and when you got a guy like stan Kroenke that's got money and a lot of influence to change people's opinions uh monetarily uh all of a sudden you're you're in the game so we'll see what happens i'm hoping it happens i'd love to see this sports town. i'd love to see this town become more of a sports town uh in my lifetime but you never know yeah and i definitely see that like uh i think a lot of San Diegans are sports centric. You know, they, uh, they may be rooting for a team or not rooting for a team anymore or whatever. But I think if, 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 like you said, if they build it, they will come and segueing through that. Uh, how do you feel about the, the new, uh, sports complex that they're building here in Oceanside? Have you heard about that? What's the thing the uh, the soccer's are going to play? Diego the, the San Diego soccer is moving out here to the Oceanside. Uh, and I think it's going to be ready for spring 2024. So it's almost right around the corner. And and, and that's the sad part. Dude. I think uh, us that were NFL fans, we, we weren't upset with the Chargers. I think everybody was just upset with the Spanos family and what they did. It, it was super dirty play. I mean, we had bonfires. And they had the <laughs> option of coming to Oceanside in 07. And that, that could have been it, dude. But, yep. I mean... At least it's happening with the soccer's. We'll we'll see what happens out here in the city, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm with you, Lens. I I think San Diego wants it, 
And as we said it before, dude, sports just brings something else to the community. It just brings people together. And mm -hmm. and that's 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 what San Diego needs, honestly. And it needs a little bit of of, of that extra good feeling the energy. every single day. Yeah, it distracts you from a lot of different things. And you know, like you mentioned, the sense of community. So like you could you could disagree on like politics, you can disagree on a lot of different things, and you know, you know, you can't even get you can walk through Oceanside or Vista or any any part of San Diego and, and get two people to agree that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so but but they're all gonna cheer for the same team from their town, you know. So you kind of bring people together like that. And that's that's kind of the cool thing about sports. Yes, sir. Um, that's that's why I love high school sports too. It's um it's it's kind of like almost in its purest form. Um, you know, college uh used to be, I think. Uh, the sport at the highest it, it's the sport in the highest level in its purest form but you know high school sports to me is super cool because you could talk about you know you kind of get that sense of commu communities within san diego where you can um you know you could be super excited about the the pirates of the wildcats up there in oceanside um mm -hmm. you know and, and mm -hmm. talking about running the avocado league or having a better football team than san marcos or tory right. pines or lcc and um and then and then collectively uh, when North County team takes on a, a city school, then you could be like, you know, we got better football up here. I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of it's kind of fun to to do that, and it's yeah. it's cool with the kids, and um, that's why I like being a part of the the high school scene too. It's even like the mini competitions inside uh, San Diego County, where you know we might all be Padres fans, but then we all have our own little like kind of section of the county that we root for too, and that's all it's all sports centric. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite things seeing at Pedico Park was their their. Um, the collage that they have of all the high schools. Oh yeah, all well, the high yeah, school like cool. elements. I think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they got to update some really of those because cool. they got like yeah. on the little. If you touch like if you played around with like their little touch screen, like you could click on the different helmets and it has all the schools. You know, all even in the uh, the all girls schools too, um, that might not have baseball and their softball uh, and other stuff. But if you click on it, they'll have like all like the famous or like you know most notable athletes or other alumni to come out of that school. Um, which is kind of cool. So, like, you can go through and you can check out Oceanside. I'll have Junior Sale on there and, you know, list all the fo great football players they've had or, like, notable alumni that have come out of there. Um, you know, the cathedral one needs to be updated. I looked through that. They haven't updated that in a long time. <laughs> that, that need to be added to it um, and, and some things that need to be changed. But uh, it's, it's kind of cool that like, you can see and you can kind of look through all the different all the different schools. They say, like, all the baseball championships or softball championships they've won. Um, you know, in particular, since it's a baseball facility, but mm -hmm. you know, that kind of, I don't know. I, I try to tell people all the time, like San Diego, um, you know, it's not Texas level, but you know, they care about their high school sports out here. I mean, everybody, um, you know, that stays here, you know, still, still is proud of their, their high school. And, and everybody has that connection to high school because everybody went to high school or like they, you know, they yeah. know, you know, obviously, yeah. um, you know, their, their, their kids, you know, are in high school right now, or like you might have a brother and sister in high school mm -hmm. or you're, your niece or nephew or whatever like that. So generations uh, into this shit, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, it's fun. And, and San Diego, I think does a really good job uh, with that. You know, you get it with the PPR. I wish we did a little mm -hmm. bit more high school stuff at the station, but that's why I do the, the podcast. And um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun to talk high school sports and the kids love it. I mean, they get, they get to be, you know, treated like, you know, I wouldn't say pros, but they get that extra recognition. They get to see yeah. the highlights on TV and, um, I like that our town, um, you know, cares about that, that sort of thing. Uh, not at the same level of Texas, but you know, people, people underestimate how, how important high school sports are here in San Diego. A lot of athletes, um, you know, San Diego, uh, speaking of like high school and, and just coming up in that, in that order, um, 
a lot of athletes that that not just you know football or baseball or this and that but like olympic uh you know every facet a lot of athletes coming out of san diego and shout out to them and and i just wanted to see if you if you wanted to uh give a little love to your brother and, and give him a little shout out you didn't really say his name if that's okay you can uh Oh yeah, Matt. <laughs> yeah, my brother yeah. Matt. He's back home from college. Um, he's my he's he, I I have two siblings. My sister Sydney's in between us, but uh, Matt goes to Tennessee. Uh, he's a student there. Uh, he'll be wrapping up at the end of this at the end of this year. Um, had a blast out there. My sister um is a uh, teacher in Nashville, so she's having a a good time out there. She's actually with us right now at uh at home visiting for a month, which is kind of nice. cool. So the whole family's. Uh, together at this point but um really close to my family and really tight family is very important to me um yes, it's very important to coach too so um you know again coming back to the cut from the same cloth but mm-hmm. um you know i spent a lot we do a lot of things together it's just great uh share a lot of the same you know kind of interests and love and stuff like that so uh, it's good to have them back home in san diego and not both in the in tennessee but it's fun to go out there and visit nashville's a, a hell of a town i tell you that it's a cool place to be and um, you know, Knoxville during the fall is pretty cool too. And it gives me an excuse to kind of travel and, and explore some new places, but, uh, oh yeah. Shout out to, uh, to Sid and Matt and, um, uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. Sir. We, we were, uh, we were probably like about this close from, uh, doing a live podcast out there in Nashville when, when the Raiders went to go play Tennessee, um and are you a raiders team. fan is that the deal oh, we, we work for the raiders oh do you really uh, we, nice. yeah we, we do uh um all their tailgating events and stuff oh, so that's cool uh that that's why i was i was gearing a lot towards vegas there um we just we decided to volunteer uh for like two seasons two straight seasons oh, out nice. there in vegas <laughs> and just bring our equipment dj do live podcasts just just be involved and finally they're like hey man we, we really like what you guys are doing um why don't, why don't we get you guys paid? You know, let, let's let's oh, do nice. let's do a little something something here where it's, it's not much, but you know we're involved somehow, and uh, it's just been it's been a great thing. So I got Pro Bowl tickets for you. That's the only thing I can give you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Next Pro Bowl, man. I, I, I was like this this past Pro Bowl, man. We uh we were dying to just give tickets out to pro bowl you know that was the only tickets we can get you know they they're like you guys can either get season tickets or uh get paid and you know in a smaller small faction and i was like you know what we really need the money man so we took the money (laughs) you know we took the money but um uh yeah man so we got pro bowl tickets for you this upcoming pro bowl man uh that's the only thing we can do there but uh, it was it was a fantastic time. We we they gave us uh, this this past season. It was at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, I think the Pro Bowl next year is still up in the air. I'm not sure where it is, but uh, Raiders said they got us. We're we're gonna oh, go. Nice. So whatever city they're in, we're going. We're going, and uh, it's a fun time. I, I I know why they're doing it like that because the uh, Pro Bowl is just everybody sends their teams. You know, the, the their people. Right that broadcast that uh that are a part of you know like the the whole entertainment aspect of it because pro bowl really is like an entertainment uh fashion of 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 football oh yeah you don't go yeah. there for the game you go there oh, no. to have a good time definitely definitely yeah. Okay, you got to do the Nashville show the next time the uh, we need it. The Raiders we need it, are out man. there yeah this, we were this close Nissan's Nissan's right there off of Broadway yeah you got across the river there's a bridge that crosses over it's pretty cool i I was thinking about going out there for um, Tennessee plays Virginia at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. 
Wow. Um, which would be a hell of a game. But um, we got the uh, with high school with coaching high school football. It's a lot. It's very difficult to get out to yeah. college yeah. games on Saturdays. So right. uh, we have the Honor Bowl we host every year, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool event um, that they uh, they showcase here in San Diego. Cathedral hosts it. Uh, Oceanside hosted it a couple times. Yes, sir. Uh, but it's a really cool. It's a really cool uh, event that if you want to check out some of the best high school football teams um, in the country, taking on some of the best out of San Diego, mm-hmm. um, it's a pretty cool thing to be a part of. Um, you know, they do a pretty special tribute to the military too. Um, nice. You know, they do the. Uh, you know they they, it's it's very it's very moving. I mean it's it's very um, it's very emotional as before every game. Um, they have the families. Of, of some of our fallen soldiers uh, go out there and, and they kind of do the, I forget what it's called, but like, you know, they have like the, you know, the guys, you know, the, the, the rifle and the boots mm-hmm. and the, and the hat and the, and the dog tags and all the family members, um, you know, you know, kind of do that before the game. And so everybody sees it and um, you know, they honor some of the, the local Southern California, um, you know, service members that have given their lives for our country uh, before the game. So that's every, Labor Day weekend, um, you know, we're fortunate enough at Cathedral to be able to host it. Uh, we love being a part of it. Uh, we've already told them, you know, every year that you do this, we want to be a part of it. There's a lot of schools that do that. But um, so I got that. I got that that weekend. Um, like I said, it's really cool. I'm just a plug to the uh, the honor group uh, and the honor bowl. It's, it's a cool thing. Uh, this year, San Diego's got Cathedral's playing in it. Helix is playing in it. Madison's mm. in it. And University City is in it. Um, and there's there's some pretty big teams coming in uh in, in that weekend so it's it's a fun little event if you want to uh if you want to have a cheaper way to to go out there and watch some football and not spend mm-hmm. nfl prices you can see some really good talented high school players playing in and you're and you're donating to a good cause as they help out a lot of veterans and and a yes, lot of families man. that uh that have lost their their loved ones uh serving for us overseas that's right there you go yeah and don't forget everybody we are here kicking it with brady soprani in tonight's episode He's coming to us from San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Uh, Braden, we still got some time before we uh, wrap up the interview, but I did want to get a couple of questions in. Um, and this one's uh, pertaining to your agenda, because I know you're, you're a busy man. You got a lot of hats that you got to wear. But how, how's a typical day go about for you? Um, look, it depends on the the year uh right now I mean, <laughs> uh, this is the beginning of our of my busiest time of the year so you know june is where it starts to ramp up you know right now we're doing off season or summer workouts uh so we're not doing pads yet at cathedral but you know 6 a.m every day at cathedral uh getting the kids in in shape ready to go um and then you know we'll we'll be you know Varsity starts. At, I help out with varsity and JV. Um, I'm the special teams coordinator on varsity now, and then I do uh, the defensive coordinator on JV. Um, so I'm kind of like going back and forth in the mornings. But we're about six a.m. for varsity, six thirty for JV, uh, to about eight thirty, nine o'clock uh, every Monday, Tuesday, um, Thursday, Friday, Wednesdays. Uh, the kids have off. Um, so like as of right now, like I'll go to cathedral early in the morning. Um, you know, I'll we'll work out with the kids, uh, get them in shape, ready to go. We'll do some football stuff. Um, I'll try to, uh, finish the planning of my show while doing that on my phone, uh, to make sure coach is all ready to go. Uh, from there, I'll drive straight to work, get to, uh, work probably, at you know, nine 15, nine 20, uh, in the summertime, uh, we'll do the show 10 to about two. And then, you know, Tuesday, Thursdays, we got 
passing league. Uh, so I'll be driving somewhere in the county to go uh, coach the kids up as we uh, we take somebody on in seven on seven. So tomorrow we'll be playing um, at Mount Carmel, and then Thursday uh, we're playing at Modern Day, and then uh, Saturday we got the Ramona tournament. So it's 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 a lot of a lot of football stuff, and then in between that, you know. Um, you know, we'll do, you know, different Padre stuff. I'll go to different Padre games for work. I'll go to different Padre games, you know, as a fan. Um, and then, uh, you know, I play softball on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and then, uh, I play in another league on Sundays. So I try to keep myself, uh, as busy as possible or I'm not a lard laying on the couch too much. Um, and then right around when August rolls around, that's, that's when it really gets, uh, going where I got, uh, football moves the afternoons. Uh, obviously with school. So, um, you know, work in the morning, work ends at two practices at like two thirty-three. So I go from Sarah Mesa up to, uh, uh, to Del Mar, uh, Carmel Valley area for practice. And then after that, if I got a USD game, then I drive from cathedral down to USD to the USD right, game, right. mixing the softball games when I can. Um, you know, we got the games on Friday, uh, for high school football. That's an all day event. And then, you know, Saturday in the morning, we got film we go to you know i saw i'll be doing film with the with the team get my prep in for the next week uh you know get my scouting in getting all my uh film breakdown uh for our opponent for the next week and then you know that's mixed in with prepping for the show and prepping for play-by-play and you know Dang. doing the games on the weekends so um you know never not working to an extent um always on the clock at some point in time um, and you're always, you know, and especially in sports, like you're always in, in sports radio, you're still kind of, you got, you got to pay attention to everything that's going on and, and you're kind of coming up with different ideas, uh, to, you know, to figure out the show. So, uh, it's a lot of balance of, you know, personal time and work time and, you know, making sure you're getting your rest while also making sure you're doing a good job and always getting better. So it's a lot of different work. It's a lot of different things. It's not just showing up, you know, talking and going home. There's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, we take yeah. a lot of pride in what we do, you know, at Cathedral yeah. and and on the John Cantera show. So, um, and anything that's got my name on it, I'm, you know, it's 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 going to be badass, and it better be badass. And that's how. That's that's right. how I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're getting advice from Troy Polamalu over there. <laughs> that's right, man. Well, we we want to definitely thank you so much for uh, taking the time out and hanging out with us. This is the Kicker Podcast. Everybody out there listening uh on on all social media platforms and uh all audio platforms audio platforms yes uh if you guys made it this far through the episode man thank you guys so much uh brayden man for sure for sure man you're gonna have to come out to uh one of our events and we got we're gonna roll the red carpet out for you bro we got that you. Sounds good. Well, I'm gonna be in the. Well, I gotta check the Raiders schedule, but I'll be in yeah. Cathedral's playing in Vegas in September, so I'll check there it you out. Go. If you guys are out there at the same time, I might, yes, might have to check it out. That's yes, gonna sir. be a, yes, sir. a fun weekend. Hundred percent, man. We got a lot of road. We got a lot of road trips this year. We're we're playing in San Francisco. We're playing in Las Vegas, and we're playing in L.A. So nice. A lot nice. of travel. A lot of yeah. travel mixed in with that schedule I just told you. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. I, I understand the travel part, man. We we just got booked uh in Tokyo um the end of August. So never been, never been excited. Said, uh, Don't know what the hell is gonna happen over there, but uh yeah, we're well, gonna have a great time. Yeah, yeah, definitely looking forward to Tokyo. But first we gotta raise up those funds because uh, the air travel is not. I gotta much. find my birth certificate. <laughs> 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 we're scrambling, man. We're scrambling trying to figure things out, man. Yeah, but... Make sure you got your passports and yep. all that stuff. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, Brandon, and th- this is going to be probably my last question. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a little bit more lax, more on what it is that you like to do. Because here at the podcast, we, we definitely enjoy doing three things. And that is, well, the first one I can't really say. <laughs> I was going to say, you're really going to say this stuff? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not right uh, but we, we do enjoy watching movies. Uh, we, we enjoy watching wrestling. Yeah. And, of course, we really, really enjoy eating food. Uh, so, well, we can't. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? You didn't catch it. I heard. I heard rambling in the background, but I couldn't make it out. Okay, right, good. All right, that's good. That's good. At least yeah, but, we said it technically. Yeah. But my combined question is: uh, so, what what is your favorite movie, and or one of your favorite movies? And secondly, what is one of your favorite things to eat out here in San Diego County? Mm. Uh, I got a couple of movies that, like, you know, for me, like favorite movie is like something like. If it's on TV, I'm stopping what I'm doing. I'm watching the movie mm-hmm. like every single time. Uh, and for me, like I got two of those now. It used to just be one, but then, you know, I've added another one since, um, you know, but I think the two that come to mind, um, I really love the Back to the Future movies. Hell yeah. Um, I think the, you know, the original one's the best. The second one's pretty good. The third one's okay. Right. Um, but yeah. like any of those are on, I'll probably watch. So I, I kind of rope those all in together as kind of like one, you know, kind of movie series. Uh, the other one is uh, those uh, the Oceans movies, the Oceans 11, mm-hmm. uh, 11, 12. I think they got like a 13 too, right? They got those three. Um, and, and same thing in that order. I, I like them in that order. Um, you know, so so those are probably the two the two movies. Um, every once in a while, I'll get, you know, a couple that are that are probably my favorites that that I'll watch. But um, those are two of my all time all time favorite movies. Um, you know, I like a bunch of different ones, too. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a movie guy than a TV show guy. Um, I yeah, I can watch. Right. You know, I, I can put a movie on, and I like watching classic movies. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah, part of being a sports broadcaster at, at TCU, you have to do film, television, digital media is kind of like your major first, and then you have to apply to sports broadcasting. So, kind of got into the film uh, kind of aspect uh, too. But I, I, I much rather watch TV or uh, sorry, or the movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've just never been the guy who can like binge watch a thousand TV shows. Right. Like a lot of people do. I'd rather. Who has the time? Right, exactly. Um, so, so those are probably the two movies. You know, food-wise, I'm a big foodie guy too. Um, so, you know, San Diego is obviously Mexican food. You can't get any better. You can't get better Mexican food outside of San Diego. Right. I, and I've tried multiple times. It's just mm-hmm. a failure. Um, but like taco shop style, um, you know, I, I think that's that's probably the best. And, you know, I, I try not to pick one place because, you know, people always get in the arguments. So, you know, Roberto's is the best. No, you know, this place is right. the best. You know, you can name right. a bunch of different spots. I think there's a lot of great places here in San Diego. And I yeah. think it just depends what part of the area you're at. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a great place in Oceanside that I've never been to. And it's probably mm-hmm. just as good as the place I like uh, oh, yeah. in my part of the county, which is probably just as good as some places down in Chula Vista. I mean, there's there's some hidden gems out there mm-hmm. all over San Diego County. You just got to find them. There's a lot of bad ones too. Like you got to watch out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. is. There's, 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 there's some gems out there that are that are really good. So Mexican food's probably my, you know, my biggest weakness. I'm more of a salty guy than a sweet guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like Italian food since I'm Sicilian. Um, it's funny. We just had a, uh, my grandmother turned ninety, so we did like this Italian feast yesterday. We hosted right. over here. Hey, so yeah, we all, right. we all made, we all made a different kind of dish. So I made some stuffed shells. So homemade Italian food nice. for me is good. Restaurant wise, there's not a lot of restaurants in San Diego that match the homemade stuff that my family mm-hmm. makes. But um, you know, uh, there's a couple. Uh, my cousin's got a restaurant called Ravino down in Little Italy. 
Um, it's right. pretty good. That's right. Um, and then, uh, you know, we really like Buena Forchetta or for, mm-hmm. Forchetta, I think is how you say it in Italian. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's there's there, I believe there's all they're all over the place. Yeah. So it's like you know I never like really saying like a chain's really good, but um, they're legit. I mean they got they got some pretty good they got some pretty good stuff. So uh, those those kind of offhand for me. I'm not a huge in and out guy. I mean mm-hmm. I think it's all right. I'm just I'm not I'm not into the hype. Um, you know because it's funny like when you go when, you know some of my friends went away to college. The first thing they get when they came back was in and out. But I'd always mm-hmm. get a burrito. I'd much rather have a burrito because I can get a fast food burger like in any part of the in the country. But That's like nice. I can't get a good burrito out anywhere outside of Southern California. And yeah. it and I know it's it doesn't get much better outside of San Diego either because I had a buddy who pitched at UC Irvine. You know, big big taco shop guy. He'd go mm-hmm. down to JV's down in uh, the Morena area over by where he lived. Um, and the San Diego kids on Irvine's baseball team could not find a single taco shop in Orange County that was worth a shit. They could not wow. find anyone. <laughs> they tried so hard and they couldn't find it. They had to wait till they played down here. So uh, I know San Diego's got the best Mexican food. Yeah. So for me, that's my that's my go to. Um, burrito wise, probably you know you know I can be cliche and get a carne or, or a California burrito, but I really like. Uh, you know, to me, if, if you got a carne asada burrito with guac, sour cream, and cheese, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to sometimes make it like that. That's probably my, my go-to. Yes, sir. Um, I really like autobata, too. That shit's yeah. good. Um, some autobata tacos. And then, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes a bean and cheese hits, you know, hey, like a bean and right. cheese. That's it's right, pretty right. good. Like, you can uh, – and that, to me, like, when I judge a Mexican food place, as if it's my first time going there, Sometimes you got to go with the bean and cheese because sometimes mm-hmm. the carne is not up to par. Yeah. So you got to start with the bean and cheese. You got to start low and then work your way up. If they suck at the bean and cheese, the place sucks. Yeah. You can't. Hey. Not good Mexican food places 100%. don't know how to. They don't 100%. screw up bean and cheese burritos. You can't screw up a bean and cheese. You can't. If you, screw up, a, if you screw up a bean and cheese, dude. Like, yeah. I, I, you, you don't. You're not worth me trying your carne. That's just. That's, that's just how it is for me. So yeah, a good bean and is. cheese. You know, sometimes. A Friday night after a football game, it's mm-hmm. like midnight, it's late. Sometimes it calls for bean and cheese. So, yeah. but I I dabble in a lot of different Mexican cuisine. Flautas, great. Hey. Roll tacos, always got a hit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get the shredded beef taco. Yep. Um, I haven't had a better shredded beef taco than. Uh, oh no, I'm blanking on the place. Um, uh, it's down in in Barrio. What's it called? It's down in Barrio Logan. No, it's cash. It's cash mm. only. It's been there. Uh, Quattro's mm. Milpas. That's the oh, best shredded beef taco I've ever had. We were that just place out there last, yesterday, all yeah. day yesterday. That place yeah. is legit. You get the yeah. shredded beef taco and and uh, you get the uh, the beans and rice. You stick the tamale in the beans mm-hmm. and rice. That's yep. that's how it's cash only. <laughs> that's hey. the place. The line wraps around the street. So yep. there's a lot of great gems out there in, in San Diego. I try to sample all the different types of Mexican food, but. I could probably eat that. If it didn't kill me, I could probably eat that every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy, the, the amount of carbs that, that, that is served out here in San Diego when we're, everybody's <laughs> athletic and stuff, you know, it's going down. But, man. Protein. Yeah, you got to go hike Tory. You got to play some golf out there. You got to go exercise. You need, yeah. some, you need some carbs for that. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, um, got an asada burrito uh, with eggs. An asada burrito with eggs? With eggs, egg? try it out. It's just the protein burrito, yeah. you know, straight protein, protein. burrito. It's mm-hmm. Not bad. Mm-hmm. I do mix in some mix in some breakfast burritos every once in a while, but there the protein burrito, 
That mm. sounds like it's very filling. It is very filling. <laughs> Just eat half of it, man. Just eat half of it. Depending where you go, because some burritos are smaller, some burritos are are just oh yeah, humongous, dude. There's I a gotta, place. I, I there's a sure place by my house that's like that. Mm-hmm. No, sorry for interrupting. Like, I there's a place that you see like they advertise on Instagram where they used to Sayulitas. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a twenty. It's almost like a twenty dollar burrito, but the thing was bigger than my forearm. I mean, yeah. like, it takes me like two days to eat the damn yeah, thing. Yeah, man. That's the truth. And I do save the burritos for the next morning, you know, saying you're going to cut that. In half <laughs> just eat a little bit every single different day. You'll get rid of it. It is so much. Yeah. It is so much. Well, uh, producer Louie, are there any comments? We're, we're not on Instagram today, so there's yeah. not very many comments that are going to be uh, on the live there. Usually that's where our, our things come in, but uh, we do have some comments there. So why don't you go ahead and read them out? Okay. Bro. So most of these comments out here on the YouTube that they come provided by Louis Lope himself. <laughs> this is going to be fun. So this is a good saying, segment um, right here. Have you ever taken a risk on something that pissed off the producer? Mm. I think that's or good. coaches from the producer. No, I don't know. I am I am the producer. And, and <laughs> yeah. the there you go. Uh, you can't really there's off. not too many things that have pissed myself off. <laughs> um, I did I did one time for coaching. It was Jay. We're playing my was it my first year. I think it was my first year. We're playing we're playing Saints, which is our you know big rival, right? Mm-hmm. So we're playing Saints. We're down at half. Um, we're playing at home and, um, I'm special teams coordinator on JV and, um, I, uh, (laughs) I called for a, uh, you know, like a, a, one of our pooch kicks. It's kind of like an onside kick Mm -hmm. because I knew, I knew we could get it. Um, but I didn't tell the head coach that we're going to do it. So I, we're lining up to kick and, um, the head coach goes, um, who actually went to mom, who actually went to school with my mom. He went to uni with my mom. So like, you know, I've known him for a long time. So he comes up to me, he's like, what'd you call? I was like, I said, just get the offense ready. And he looks at me and he was like, what did you call? And I said, get the offense ready. And he's like, <laughs> did you, did you call an onside kick? I was like, just get the offense ready. So the kid, kid pooches the ball over towards the uh, Saint sidelines, probably around like the 35, uh, you know, 30 yard line. Uh, and it takes, I mean, it's the best pooch kick I've ever seen. That's uh, still right. to this day. And it takes like a, it takes a hop and it kind of bounces towards the sideline. And so Saints starts yelling, get away, because they think the ball is going to roll out of bounds. But it doesn't roll out of bounds. It kicks back. Wow. And one of the freshmen we pulled up for the game, because we needed some guys uh, in that game, he's like the fastest kid. I put him on kickoff because he was like the fastest kid in our group. And I said, just get the ball. Cause the kid was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like he didn't know what the, he was like, I don't know the plays. Like just go run and get the ball. So he, he, so the ball kicks back. The saints player doesn't even go for it. His coaches are yelling, get away. So he steps away. It takes a perfect hop back. And he, the, the freshman jumps on the ball. We get a first and 10 at the 20 yard line. Wow. Starts second. <laughs> That's right. That's sick. Uh, so they were pissed. I mean, the head coach was pissed because I didn't tell him ahead of time. And, yeah. um, you know, I'll be in my first year as a special teams quarter on varsity. I will not be doing that to Coach Doyle. I will not, <laughs> <laughs> I will not be doing that. Off, but, right? Uh, yeah, right. But if it doesn't pay off, it's, that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's a terrible look. So um, in terms of something I've done that has pissed off the uh, the coaches, I think that would probably be the uh, that's right. the only thing. But, I, I, you know, I really, I really don't try to – you know, I do like taking risk in terms of like, you know, mm-hmm. calling plays and stuff like that. But um, I try not to do anything that's like, 
way too crazy that that's that's gonna that's gonna affect you know either the show or the bottom line at the end of the day so um haven't really done too many risky things that uh, ended up resulting in pissing anybody off there you go yeah well hopefully jumping on the podcast wasn't too risky or pissing some of your people off <laughs> i think we're okay i, I think yeah, we we're good, good. The, uh, yeah, today we we're on our best behavior minimum. today that's right. I saw the warning before the uh, before the start of the show. So I was yeah, like, I mean, this is like one of our most well behaved episodes. I can say, Doug. Wow, yes, <laughs> yes, sir, man. But once again, Brady, man, thank you so much for for being a part of this. Uh, dope as hell. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And make sure you keep in contact with us. We are gonna send you some goodies. We're gonna send you a goodie bag of of some merch and stuff. And uh. And we're just going to keep you circulating out here in, in North County, making sure people know where you're at, know where they can follow you, know where they can listen to you daily, man. So uh, we'll definitely be tapping in with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for the time. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be out live back at uh, Alesmith a couple of times this summer. So uh, July 15th, set your calendar. We'll be out at Alesmith, uh, Coach and I. And then I think August 6th. Uh, we'll be back out at Alesmith. We've got some other live remotes planned, too. Um, you know, I know it's a tough, tough drive uh, from Oceanside, but uh, over at the Miramar area, uh, they're both on Friday. So kick your weekend off early. I think they're going to do a Padres watch party, um, you know, for those two days as well. So those are a couple of times we'll we'll be out in the community. I'm sure we'll add some more, but uh, it's always great to see you guys out in the out in the community. Um, and uh, be able to meet you guys face to face. And, uh, you know, it's good to get my face out there because people don't know what I look like. They just know what I sound like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Well, we're definitely going to be there because we have a, 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 a birthday bash for myself, uh, a concert that we're doing in Barrio Logan. So we're going to be there on the 5th. So that works out. No, oh, nice. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, we'll so be I got we'll be I got that live show on the on the 15th. And then uh, I got Morgan Wallen's concert. I'm going to that night. And then I uh, signed up for OTL the next morning, so I'll be, oh, wow. <laughs> I'll, be I'll be running on fumes that weekend. That's right. Well, I say yes to a lot of different things because it's fun, but uh, yes, I've played OTL in a long time. That's a that's another thing that we didn't really dive into. That's that's a fun deal over at Fiesta Island. That's right. That's right, man. Well, uh, w- one more time, let everybody know where they can follow you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B underscore S-U-R-P. Uh, I'm on the John Contera show each and every day from 10 to 2, uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on 97 through the fan. Um, you know, I also do a USD play-by-play, so all of their uh, women's sports and a couple of their men's sports. Uh, I broadcast on the West Coast Conference Network and then, uh, of course, uh, my involvement with high school athletics. I'll be starting up my high school football podcast uh, probably again um, near the end of July, and you can get all of those on 97throughthefansd.com. That's where all of our shows are posted. You can also listen to all of our podcasts and um, all of our radio shows on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast, just like your guys' show. So everywhere you guys are probably at, we're probably at as well. So you can dabble in a bunch of different stuff with that. That's right, man. Yeah, well, Braden, thanks again for the time, and we wish you the best. And we're looking forward to seeing you out here in the San Diego County once again, man. And uh, well, I don't really got anything else to say, Boots. You, you, you got something else you want to say? Do I got any last messages? Stay hydrated and wear your sunscreens, and get your best hats out there, and don't forget your shades, because this right. summer is gonna be a blast out here in San Diego. Oh, and yeah. for y'all that tuned in, it was a very special episode. Yo, thank you again, Braden. We really do appreciate you. And for y'all. 
Catch us around next time. Yo, thank you for sipping up with us. Thank you for talking up with us. Thank you for kicking it. Thanks, Brayden. Thank you, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it.